0: Open the Word of God with me, please, to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. There was a faction in the church at Corinth. Some teachers that did not like the Apostle Paul thought that uh, there was too much made of him, and so they did their best to undermine him. How in the world could you hear of preacher factions in the first couple of chapters of 1 Corinthians? Cephas? They hadn't even met him, but they wanted to be of Cephas instead of Paul. Apollos? It took Paul's tent-making comrades to convert Apollos so that he could even be useful to the church. If you read Acts chapter 26 last evening, you read that Festus, while sitting there at Paul's trial, said, "...much learning doth make thee mad." And so there was a faction among the Corinthians that said that Paul was crazy because of his extreme zeal for the Lord Jesus Christ. And keep that in mind as we read these verses, he's going to explain that if he's crazy, he's crazy for the Lord's sake. And we want to be crazy in that sense of the word, for the Lord's sake. And then he's going to explain why he is so zealous for the gospel. Let's read, I'm going to read to you verses 13 through 15 of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God. Or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. For the love of Christ constraineth us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then were all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Amen and amen. amen. Paul has opened up this chapter explaining his great faith in the eternal body that we have in heaven for us in which our spirits will dwell forever. And he has come to verses 9 through 11, and he has expressed his ministry of persuading men through the terror of the Lord, and he brings up the time that we shall give an account of our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. So he uses terror there in those verses 9 through 11, and then he comes to verse 13, and he's going to take a different tack. For whether we be beside ourselves, if there are some of you that think I'm crazy, a fanatic, I'm way too extreme and zealous in the cause of Christ, if you think that, then it's to God. You know, I'm dancing with all my might before the Ark of the Covenant like David did, and it's to the Lord. I don't care what you think of it, it's to the Lord. It's like Michael looking out of the window and picking on David. The Corinthians were looking out of their little window and picking on the Apostle Paul, he says it's to the Lord. But if I'm not crazy, and I'm actually sound mind, and I actually do convey some pretty good things, it's for your cause. So no matter what you accuse me of, it's either for the glory of God, what you consider insanity, or what you consider gravity, it's for your case. And so he has a good explanation for himself. I hope that there would, in some respects, it be said of us, That we are crazy. Crazy for the Lord. Crazy for His Word. Unafraid of what men might call us and not willing to take the standard course or the same old same old, but we want to be on fire and zealous. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 4, it is good to be zealously affected always in a good thing. And we have a good thing. And it's the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, so we should be zealous. Now Paul explains his great zeal. He has explained it by the terror of the Lord in verses 9 through 11. Now it's the love of Christ in verse 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us. We are limited in our actions to one course of conduct, and that is to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. We are constrained. We have nothing else that we want to do. We have nothing else we intend to do. We are constrained toward Christ and His love constrains us because we thus judge. Here is why we love the Lord Jesus Christ so much. If one died for all, then we're all dead. You Corinthians and Sylvanus, and Timotheus and me, we were once dead. We were condemned to death. We were going to die in this world. We were going to die in the next world, the second death. But because He died for all, verse 15, therefore the life that they have because He died for them should be spent living for Him. That is the simplest transaction and the most elementary logic that we could ever ask for. If we were all condemned to death and one died in our place so that we might live instead of being condemned and executed, then we should live for Him. And that's Paul's simple logic The love of Christ constraineth us. No one has ever done anything for you, even close to what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for you. And henceforth, we should not live unto ourselves, but unto Him which died for them and rose again. Do you love the Lord Jesus Christ this morning? Do you appreciate His gospel? The feast of fat things that He has sent us? We ought to be crazy in appearance toward the world like Paul was because of what he's done for us. Because the transaction is unbelievable. Romans chapter 5 says, It is possible that a good man might die for his friend. But it is impossible for a king to die for his enemies. And a king died for his enemies to make us not his friends, but his children and that ought to impact our lives being totally sold out for Him no matter what others might call us. If we're crazy, Lord, we're crazy for Your sakes. And to whatever degree we have sobriety and speak the words of sobriety and truth, we do it for the sake of others because we want to serve them in the Gospel. Let us be like the Apostle Paul. He says, follow me as I follow Christ in First Corinthians 11.1. Let us do that. Let us pray. Holy Father in heaven, we thank thee that you saved Saul of Tarsus and changed him, O Lord, and gave him a knowledge of your will so that he was such a great example to the churches in the days of the apostles. We thank thee that he is our apostle and that he could explain to us how the effect of Jesus Christ's love Death for us should change our lives. Heavenly Father, let us be constrained, restricted in our actions as He was toward the same goal. Heavenly Father, He told us that we ought to follow Him as He follows your Son, Jesus. That we ought to follow Him so that we have an example on how to live the sold-out life for Christ that we ought to live. We are thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ most of all. Heavenly Father, we are thankful that the King of glory, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of glory, the Prince of the kings of this earth, laid down His life for us who were justly, justly condemned to death in three different stages of spiritual, physical, and final death. We thank Thee that You sent Him to deliver us from death. And He has delivered, and doth deliver, and shall yet deliver us. And we thank Thee for Him. Heavenly Father, stir us up this day that we will remember why we are in the house of the Lord, why we are here on the Lord's day with the Lord's people and the Lord's word about the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. Let nothing compete with our desire for Him. Heavenly Father, let us not delay. Let us not procrastinate. Let us not consider the things that we might have to give up. Let us freely, willingly, eagerly sacrifice them to the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a cause. And Heavenly Father, we thank You that You have shown us the cause and You have convicted us of the cause that we might serve Thee and Thy Son, the Lord Jesus. Forgive us our foolishness, sinfulness, and spiritual slothfulness. Receive our thanksgiving for every good thing you have done for us naturally and spiritually. Heavenly Father, we pray for your saints and churches, servants, and lost sheep throughout the world that you will be with them this day. We pray for our nation and supplicate your earnest care over our government that you will provide them wisdom that they might lead the affairs of this nation in a way that would provide safety and security, liberty and privilege for the preaching of the gospel and our lifestyle following your word. Hear us, Heavenly Father. O Lord God, we pray that you would pour out upon us the Holy Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of yourself that as the pages of Scripture are turned this day, as we read, as verses are read to us, As the word of God is opened and preached, that it might have free course and be glorified, that Heavenly Father, by your Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Ghost, you will bless speaker and hearer alike, that there might be a conveyance of truth, and that there might be a creation of conviction by the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to be convicted. We want Heavenly Father to be converted. We want to be corrected of those parts and things of our lives that are displeasing to Thee and hinder us in running our race like our beloved brother Paul. Heavenly Father, have mercy upon us. Without Your mercy, we can accomplish nothing, but with it all things are possible. We look forward to the blessing that You're going to bestow upon us now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen.